Good evening and welcome to Open Air and good evening, Jen. Good evening, Michael. I have announcements here. All right, great. Meditation is one of the most effective ways to train the attention to be with present moment experience. Join Sangha for our virtual meditation groups, conference call meditation sessions that take place seven days a week. Beginning this week, we will be meditating together at a new time, 7.30 a.m. Eastern on Fridays. And for more information about this and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And participants in the current email class are invited to submit quotations from the class for our daily Peace Quotes program. All submissions are greatly appreciated and may be emailed to peacequotes at livingcompassion.org. It's so funny, Michael. I mean, you literally could populate the whole next year of, of <laughs> Peace Quotes. <laughs> we have to, yeah, practice restraint yeah. to fit some other quotes in there, too. Yeah, that's a great idea, yeah. though. It's a whole other way to read the responses, too, if you have that in your awareness. That's really interesting. You know, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't to watch, that. Yeah, to watch for those. It's like the, you know, Ashwini always uses that word calibration. It's like watching that, and it's in one of the books, I think, um, to watch that sort of spark of, ooh, that's it. You know when you hear someone on a radio show or someone in Sangha or you see one of those, just one line, one sentence or two sentences in a, in a response that feels like, ooh, that really sparked something. Just watching for that spark. Yes, yes, yes. It reminds me of Sherry talking about, you know, I've heard this thing a thousand, at least 1,000 times before, and this time <laughs> it landed. Yeah, exactly. You can feel it. You feel that needle, yeah. you know, just really click in there. Yeah. Yes, yes. And a few reminders for tonight's show. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Jen, please press star six and then one to make a show. And a conversation on one topic, please. And about five minutes is great. Okay, Jen, I think we're ready here. All right, great. First caller. You are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hey, Jen. Hey, Michael. It's Karen from North Carolina. Hey, Karen. Hey, Karen. Well, hey. Long time, no talk. (laughs) Lovely to hear your voice. Oh, my goodness. I called in last week, but I missed, I didn't get myself into the queue. Um, I just really want to talk about success at practice. Um, Excellent. So we've had a really big change in our lives. Um, mm-hmm. um, my partner fell from a ladder, and mm-hmm. and and uh, now is you know seriously injured with spinal injury. But okay. the prognosis is good. Uh-huh. And given all that, if I didn't have practice to keep me here. Yeah. I don't know what I would have done or what I would be doing. It's just a ma- miraculous, and I just, I just wanted to report that how important it is to mm. control the attention. It's so true, Karen. It is so true because sadly, you know, as we talk about the voices, instead of sort of a well, I mean, gosh, got enough going on, so let's lay off. It's the opposite, isn't it? They just go in for the kill. And and so without practice, to be able to just stay with what is, and and truly not get not spiral off into a story is crucial, isn't it? Well, I, I'm just yeah, I'm really experiencing that. Really, I mean, firsthand. I mean, it's like I've mm. always practiced it, but not yep. like this. Yep. You know? Yeah. It's like it's either right. it's either stay in the moment or go crazy. <laughs> yes. Really? Yeah. I mean, the stakes are so high. And, you know, 
we we never wish for it, you know, but it is a huge it's a whole other level of practice yeah. where we're required to well, we're not required. I mean, as you indicated, you know, you know what it is to not direct the attention to the present moment. And sadly, many, many people do not have that. They don't know that option. They don't have that. They haven't trained for that. And so something like this happens, and, and they don't have that support. And as you've indicated, my goodness, what does something like this look like without that? But luckily oh. you do. You've trained for years for something like this. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting to feel the emotion arise as I'm talking. Um, you know, it comes and goes, um, but sure. just talking with friends and it lets me see a whole other level of what I'm experiencing. Um, but I'm just so grateful and I'm just so, my, so to feel, you know, f- for those people who are around me that don't have that level of awareness that I feel so... Well, just so kind. I want to help them by just just mm-hmm. modeling what's possible. Yes. And but that's not a yes. conscious thing. I mean, that, I don't say that. Yes. As in, right. It's just to feel so important. It is so important, and we know that from Sangha, and we know that from, you know, there's that beautiful phrase that we sometimes talk about in practice that we talk about the guide or practice holds our heart until we're ready yeah. to do that for ourselves. Mm. And and what I project what you're talking about is a version of that. And the, mm-hmm. the way that happens, at least this is my experience, so we encounter practice. We encounter, in, in this case, you know, many of us encountered this practice through Sherry's book. And then, you know, we came to a retreat or we joined a year-long retreat or whatever it was. But there's something that resonates there. And we see what we intuitively know to be so. We see that modeled. And I project you're you're completely right, Karen, that on some level everyone has that same deep level, deep intuition of what's possible, deep sense yeah. of what's possible. And so then there you are and you're actually able to be that in mm. moments or for whatever periods of time you're able to be that. And I, I think you're right. I think that does hold up a model for mm. for the people around us. Mm, I don't know. But you know, it's and it's not like it's been seamless. There's a little, sure, there's, of course, there's sure. little. There's so much to be grateful for. So many good things have just fallen into place that help us along. That that we didn't ask for. That life is just providing, mm-hmm. one time mm-hmm. after another, and then then there are little stumbles along the way, like, well, we both got COVID while we were in the hospital, you know. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> we, have a, we have a dog that's decided she, she's, you know, she, she needs more care right now. So it's, it's like every little wrinkle, then uh-huh. it's like, well, okay, I can do this one too. You know, this is just yeah. one, more, one more place to hold in my heart and... And, oh, I and right hold you, everyone. Karen. I feel like I'm holding everyone's hand right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it sounds like having the experience of having your help, your hand held, you know, yeah. by however you would put that, by life, by well. And what you what you said a few minutes ago, Karen, that you can even even being on the call, putting yourself in the queue, being unmuted, talking about it with Sangha, take brings you to a whole other layer of it. You know, you feel that emotion, you feel what? other layers that have yeah. been back there. Yeah, I do. I hadn't, I hadn't really touched this part yet, but that's a good thing, you know. It's, it's a. It's a really good thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I wonder if a piece of it is that, um, you know, you're. It sounds like there aren't a lot of people around you who who have the tools and the training and yeah. everything that you do, and yeah. so I project. Then you you get around a group of people like this. And there's a sense of, oh, how, that's a whole other experience of being around people who do have that mm-hmm. same perspective and do have that same training. And there's something very sweet about that. And maybe even, you know, for a moment you can kind of rest back in that and be even more supported. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something, mm-hmm. something anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just, I yeah. just wanted to call in and... 
tell everyone, you know, practice practice is so important and um yes. I just want everyone yep. to and know that it works when you out, you know, I just I don't know. I just wanted to call in and Well, and I think Karen the other gift of calling in in a situation like you're in is that we all get to hear how practice works in a situation like that. You know, people call in in all these different life situations, and it helps to remind us, A, we're not alone, yeah, and that we all go through, you know, whatever the particulars are that we go through, but how applicable the process of presence and compassion and unconditional love is to each of those situations and how inspiring it is to hear them being applied in all of these different situations. Yep. Yep, that's so true. Yes. And it's just the heart's so open and and it brings mm-hmm. all the good feelings for every good thing that life offers and how much we have mm-hmm. to be grateful for and how and how alive I yeah. feel. Boy, and that's that's it too. So in addition to it, it sort of calls up this other level of practice from us. It also does that, doesn't it? It just reminds us how much there is to be grateful for and how often we take it for granted. And oh, then yeah. something, just a moment like that happens and everything shifts yeah. and reminds us of how precious it all is. Yeah. So I just want to just hello. And <laughs> mm. Okay. Well, well, and thanks, thanks for calling in. Thanks for connecting. And... You know, one of those make a little recording perhaps about the success oh. of all of it and the yeah. success of calling in in the middle of all of it. Yeah, there's lots of recordings going on. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Excellent. All righty. Well, thank well, you thanks so much. Well, thanks so much, Karen. Take, okay. take good care. Oh, okay. yeah. You. Bye-bye. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Karen. And Jen, I'm reminded that we practice in good times and bad times, and the consistency of that practice, uh, you know, supports me when these kinds of challenging circumstances arise. Yeah, it's so true that those, you know, all that training, you know, we always use images of, you know, training a muscle or that sort of thing, and then there it pays off in such practical and profound ways when we really need it. Indeed, indeed. And we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hey, Jen. Hey, Michael. This is Melissa in Arizona. Hey, Melissa. Hey. Melissa. hey. I, um, you know, I had something I was ringing and then hearing the previous call, it's like, oh, wow. Um, Because I just went through something like that also. Mm. And Mm. um, I think for me, um, there's, you know, we talk about like these are the times that we practice for. And I, I think what I didn't see, what I... Uh, I kind of had the luxury of a very long time in my life when when things were easy and mm. um, it's it's kind of facing that it's inevitable it's yeah. it's almost inevitable that that we are going to face those hard times and and this experience has really awoken me to that mm. that it's 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 not just um, something we say that's like, you know, very fuzzy off in the future. Like, it's yeah. almost for certain that all of us will face something. Yeah. 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 It's, it's such a good point. Yeah. It's not a, well, one, you know, one in every whatever million. <laughs> you know, if, yes. If we live long yes. enough, right, unless something happens yes. really quick to us, and which leaves everyone right. else in our life to deal with. That, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. That we will, I mean, it's part of what the Buddha taught. And so to, to, not, 
to neither sort of live in fear or dread or, you know, try to control and make sure that doesn't happen, nor to pretend somehow that isn't going to ever happen and I'm sure it won't or, you know, all of that, but to just, I mean, just like Karen was just saying, and you said, and Michael said, (laughs) that we practice all, all the time, no matter what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then when those inevitable challenging things happen, we practice through that and we get to have that experience and we get to be with that. Yes. 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 And, um, yeah, I, I would agree that practice just takes on a different quality, takes on a different character. And mm. I, think, I think there's a real gift in that, in then bringing that back into when things quiet down again. Yeah. That same level of, as you alluded to, it wakes us up on some level, mm-hmm. right? And Karen said the same thing, takes practice to a whole other level. And to realize that that level of being awake to life is something that we always want. And so, you know, it reminds me, um, Melissa, of how we, everyone was talking about during COVID, how that shook so much up you know, in the beginning about everything, our culture and the way we look at things and, you know, just had us kind of questioning everything and how often people would talk about, boy, I hope we don't just go back after that Mm. to Mm -hmm. essentially, most Mm -hmm. people didn't see it this way, but to go back to sleep, which could be argued in many ways we did. But, But to have the awareness that you don't have to do that. You can ha- you can stay awake like that, even when things aren't as challenging. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. I was struck by, you know, the original content I was calling in about, and how, um, oh, just how precious it is that I would get to, that I would have the privilege of. Having that be my concern um, instead of something of so much having, larger. Um, having something have about having, what mm-hmm. um, having the content I was originally bringing, having that oh, be, you know, the size of my concern as opposed mm-hmm. to, um, yes, you know, what this, has, what this conversation has brought me back to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so yeah. In, a, in a way, it sounds like the very, what you, whatever it was that you were thinking to bring to this call is a reminder of how fortunate you are and how challenging things yes. can be. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll just quickly share that what I'm, what I'm looking at is, um, in the pandemic, I, I started um, a mentorship and, and noticed that it's been you know, three years now in that group of people, for whatever reason, I am the outspoken extroverted one who does so much talking. And, and when I come back into this practice, um, it's like, it's like a ghost. It's like, it's like, it's like a ghost of like who I was when I started practice. And, mm. and that that could actually be updated. Like I've shifted, everyone has shifted, the Sangha has shifted, practice has shifted. And, and I could come to practice fresh um, and not with that ghost of of who I was when I started. Mm. It almost sounds like from what you're describing that being sort of a a very close to the skin identity get revealed, almost like an identity who practices awareness, seeing that sort of be revealed. Yes, yes. 
And realizing yes, there is that, no I required to practice awareness. <laughs> we can just be here. Right. I can just show up here without any of that history and without any of that identity of who I've been with practice. It's, yeah. it's like, wow. I So this, this call is kind of my first experimenting with that. And what does that feel like? And And it... It feels very different. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that's so amazing about it is, and it doesn't, we don't even have to know how we feel about it, really. And it, I mean, that's what's so amazing about when we really, really get it, that, as you say, we can truly show up and be, <laughs> it's hard to even, the language breaks down. Because you, I would say something like, we can be whatever we want to be in the moment. You don't even have to be anything, right? You don't have to be who's going to want to be some particular way, right? Right. But truly, I mean, what would be be required other than just, okay, it's, you know, um, 5 o'clock Pacific time or whatever time zone we're in. On Tuesday, great, dial the radio show. That's it. And then whatever's here, that's, that's what's here. And we are, and we are just here with that as it is. Don't have to be someone. Yes. Don't have to feel a certain way about it. Anything. Yes. 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 It's it's very freeing. Mm, it's very, very freeing. and fun. It's and an adventure. Fun. It's yep. That's and that's where the noticing is so fun too because. You just notice, you know, wow, that's, that's interesting. I've <laughs> never felt that way on an open-air call before. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not shaking. My heart isn't pounding. <laughs> oh, it's, it's got an ease to it that mm. is really lovely. Mm. Mm. That is lovely. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So mm. thank you. Thank you for this. Mm. Introductory um, first first go, and I hope there are many more. Yeah, it, because every show is the first show, isn't it? <laughs> it's like every moment. Oh of the yeah, day. that's right. Yeah. That's right. Right. Oh, thank you for that. Because yeah, who knows? Who knows if the next time I call in, maybe my heart will pound, and that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because that will truly. be that will be an that will be another new. Experience. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks, Melissa. Take care. You too. Thanks for joining us, Melissa. And Jen, I was getting the sense of the relaxation of just being here in this moment and, uh, you know, bringing all my attention here and not being concerned about what happens in the next moment or in the next hour or day or it's just very relaxing. It is. And and those moments that Melissa was referring to are so fun when you sort of have that glimpse of, whoa, I mean, because of course you don't think consciously or I imagine most of us don't, you know, okay, now I'm going to become the person who practices Zen, right? Because that would catch our attention as slightly antithetical to what we're actually (laughs) practicing here. But, so then it's supposed to go under the radar. So then to have one of those moments of seeing it, oh, that's, you know, the contrast of it is so helpful. Yes, yes, it is. And Jen, I was going to start Good News Update, and I don't see our guest in the queue here. Oh, okay. Well, perhaps so we'll take the next caller. and. Yeah. See if our, yeah. our guest shows up in the queue. Yeah, how does that sound? That sounds good to me. Okay, great. Let me find our next caller here. All right, next caller. You are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hello, this is uh, Jamie uh, in uh, Newark, Delaware, and I'm hey, grateful Jamie. to be I'm grateful to be here tonight, uh, and 
I'm grateful to be part of the the, the, the group, a part of Living in Compassion. Uh, Me too. I, I, and I, you know, my practice is, unlike when I attend a workshop, or I have attended them, it's, it's less structured, so it's some, you know, there's some points where I'm doing more at some points where I'm doing a little less, but I've been pretty fairly consistent with uh, meditating every day and uh, doing uh, recordings almost every day. And uh, it, it, it does make a difference. Uh, and I'm attracted to want to go back to it. So there must be, I mean, something there that it, it's benefiting me. Uh, I believe there is or I, I don't mm-hmm. think that I would continue to do it. Uh, in, in, in meditation today, I, for part of it, I felt very much that I had reached a point where I wasn't really thinking, but I was just in a certain space. And I think of, of being here, it's, it's very peaceful. And I that may be part of what we're talking about uh, Bring that maybe out into our every day to day life. Yes. Yeah. Well, because, you know, not always, but potentially meditation is a time to just be, in a sense, with ourselves, right? Just being, I mean, literally, right. we're facing a blank wall. We're not listening to something. We're not attending to something else. We're just attending to the breath. Just yeah. here, sitting still. And that's, that's uh-huh. yeah, please go ahead. Yeah, that seems like it, there's a, I had a sense today that there's a different dimension, too, as if time, there was, you know, I wasn't just part of, that everything was connected, everything, the time was almost, you know, it, it wasn't, it was endless, like there was a, there were no, it was like open space or something, or, or just, part of a, of a continuum that I couldn't see the beginning and end of. Mm, I don't know if that makes yeah. sense. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. again, there's that, you know, we're, I project, we tend to interact with time in the sense of, okay, I've got to do this and then that, and then, oh God, I'm not, I'm, I'm running behind, or oh, this is great, I've got plenty of yeah, time to do it, I mean, yeah. you know, that sort of thing, right? It's, it's being sort of reflected in our doing. That's generally how, especially in this culture, we're trained. Yeah. Whereas in meditation, I mean, it's, I think there was a peace quote about it just recently, actually. I've heard, I can't remember exactly how it went, Jamie, but basically that meditation is the one human activity where we're not doing anything. There's no purpose. There's no aim to it. There's no goal to it. We're truly just being. Right. We get conditioned to think in terms of achieving this, achieving that, uh, comparing oneself to others, and, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it's a different experience. It's something I sort of know to do, but it's but it's just it's just doing it. There's no you don't you can't fail at it. You just do it. Exactly, exactly. The voice would love to make us think we can, and generally we are. But that's exactly right, and that's really crucial to get. You cannot fail at it. You cannot fail at it. I mean, you can't right. fail at anything that's technically, but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. That's that's part. Yeah, exactly. There's the more we put pressure on ourselves to meet goals, it's, it's counterproductive. I mean, we still do things, but we're not. Our value is not based on success or failure. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Because it's only the voice, right, the conditioned voice that would, quote, put pressure on us and that would make us think that there is such a thing as doing something or getting somewhere. I mean, that's what we often say in meditation, right? We're sitting in meditation. We're counting the breath. We're sitting still. Nowhere to get. Nothing to do. No one to be. Right. And you can do it anywhere, anytime, too, no matter what the circumstances. That's a really good point. That is an excellent that's, point. That brings me uh, comfort, too. <laughs> me, no, too. 
In fact, Jamie, it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, my, one of my favorite Sherry Huber quotes, which goes, I think this is how it goes, um, being still in awareness as our bodies race around is bliss. Yeah, that sounds great. Right? That sounds great. So even as we're, even as we're do, quote, doing whatever we're doing, it is possible to be in the mind of meditation. Yeah. Yeah, we can do the same yeah. thing with, two, with our mind in two different places, I guess. One's like at peace and the other one's worrying or anxious. Uh-huh. Well, and, and perhaps that's what we're talking about when we say attention on awareness. So there's maybe what we might call, we sometimes call small mind or conditioned mind. It's still racing around trying to get our attention, right? Oh, you got to worry about this. You got to worry about that. You got to be this. What about that person? You're not as good as them. You know, all that stuff. But it is possible, isn't it, for us to have that larger awareness to see that that's going on, but not be identified with it. Very much so, yeah. And I'm, I'm grateful that I even can conceive of the idea. I mean, I still have to, I'm yeah. still working on realizing it on a maximum level. But, uh, right, on a moment-by-moment moment level. I, I, yeah. I think probably all of us are, Jamie. <laughs> but your point is yeah. a good one, which is the, the yeah. fact that you can even relate to that, that that even resonates for you on some right. level. Yeah indicates that it's you know that experience yeah the ego would wants me to that's not what ego wants me to do wants me to shut me out no yeah. <laughs> it does not yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right well, well thank you very much and uh god yeah. show and go happy yeah thank you jamie god right. show and go happy to you as well all right, all right. thank you bye bye Thanks for joining us, Jamie. And Jen, I found our good news guest. Oh, very good. Yes, yes. So let me bring that person on. Okay, and Jen, I will turn Hi. it over to you for a good news update. Okay, very good. And I'm very pleased to be joined by Bree, who is here to speak with us about a topic that is very on on theme for this night, for this evening's <laughs> open air about a recent practice success. Thanks for being with us, Bree. Thank you. Exactly what I was thinking. How synchronistic. Right? right? <laughs> How synchronistic. So on many do, points. Do tell. <laughs> I know, exactly. Well, do tell, because I know you had um, an experience lately where yes. your practice, again, as people have been pointing out, really, really paid off. Yes. Yeah, the whole issue of ideas about doing versus what is really happening when we practice and you know yeah i had a experience just a few weeks ago that i call from panic to calm and uh, it's even a little phrase now that's helpful in my mind but it did involve um a situation that threw me into panic through my mind should i say into quite a lot of panic uh a message from a yeah yeah and um, while everything, you know, racing thoughts, uh, panic, feeling ungrounded, um, just a whirlwind of emotion, I just was, I just had put my hands down on the chair and I was still for just not, not very long seconds we're talking about when I heard a voice come up through me, through my body that said, you have tools, you have, an, you have a practice. And that phrase, you have a practice, is it's almost like the light went, I mean, I literally walked into the light room from the dark. Wow. It was a switch. Mm. That's put me in a totally, yeah, yeah, it was very, it, it took, you know, it brought me right back to the present, by the way. I was mm. no longer at the mercy, which is what it feels like, by all yeah. the panic and the racing thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that moment, because partly the panic was something that had been triggered, I experienced, you know, and I still have that experience, obviously, I'm describing it, mm-hmm. you know, feeling I have mm-hmm. to do 
like a little like the little kid was just panicked like i have to take care of a situation i'm not capable of and when i was able to hear you have a practice you have tools and everything got quiet i remember now the space then had changed there was an opening there was an opening and i remembered in that moment someone who i could call in fact who had helped me in this with this kind of information before and I got mm. going on that, right? So it went completely mm. from being completely overtaken, literally, was just totally overtaken mm-hmm. by that emotional mm-hmm. state to, to taking action, to, you know, having those thoughts uh, basically pretty much gone, I would say, because now I was moving in a whole different direction. I was in a different space. And, you know, Brie, what's... It just feels like a miracle, doesn't it, when it happens? Because there's that, I mean, the phrase we often use for what I project you're describing is the still small voice. You know, that voice that yes. says, yes. You, have, you have tools, you have a practice, and that mm-hmm. you were there to hear it. That and is, heed that it, is, yeah. right? Hear it and what? And heed it, to actually go hear it yes. and stay with it. Not run, yes. not have okay. ego come run roughshod right over it. Oh, thanks for saying that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I, when I, and then when I was writing about this experience, you know, I had so much, and, and actually I thought I'd be dealing with this the entire day, that basically resolved fairly quickly. That's another point, right, mm-hmm. of getting out of ego, is- getting out of conditioning. That is such, I don't want to derail you, Brie, but that is such a good recording for all of us to make when we have an experience Mm. like that because it's completely opposite from what we're told, isn't it? When it feels so real, something like that Mm -hmm. happens and there's that panic for us, it's like, no, this is real. I mean, there's a real thing happening. I really have to solve this. I mean, yeah, awareness practice is nice, but I mean, I really have to, this is huge. This is a really big problem, blah, blah, blah. We get talked into not practicing because it's, there's this sense mm. of like, I've got to solve this and then I can go back to practice. But to realize that it was mm-hmm. the very presence that allowed you to actually, first of all, get here with it, but also that the thing itself was resolved, which doesn't mean that's yeah. necessarily always going to happen on the content right. level, but right. it often does because it's uh-huh. the intelligence of life tends to have a lot of good information for us. Well, you know, when I was writing, yes, 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 and yes, as I was writing about it, <laughs> again, what came so clear to me is something I know, but it, it, it's like this experience just made everything about practice very real and that this is truly a living practice. This is a living practice and um, that we're living it but, you know, it's living us. It's living me. That was my experience. Yeah. It was, I, you know, yeah. I was alive with it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And it was just a real yeah. testimony because this was a huge thing. I, oh, boy. This, I, can, I can get a lot. I'm going to get a lot of mileage, Jen, out of this one <laughs> with ego when I deal <laughs> with conditioning because what I realized, and it taught me, Practice is so much bigger than ego and what ego thinks because oh. something truly powerful really is happening um, yeah. regardless of all the self, you know, all the negative thoughts, all the ego thoughts yeah. that keep yeah. talking and that yeah. there is a deep change that is happening oh. as a result of staying with practice and participating it's as much so as possible. very sad. That just, you know, so many good. insights from this experience. Yes, really, truly. And that's it. Practice is so much bigger than ego. You know, Sherry will often talk about that, especially when mm-hmm. someone first comes to practice and it feels like, oh my gosh, it's completely overwhelming, you know, this, because all of our attention is on that horrible conversation in the mind that's torturing mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and it feels yeah. completely insurmountable. And she'll often give that reassurance of, I know it feels that way, and I promise you, I can promise you that that voice has mm-hmm. nothing compared to what awareness, presence, oh. mm-hmm. true nature, authenticity has. 
and you described it perfectly. Oh, that's great, really. Um, like I said, it's such a powerful experience um, to have that yeah. much separation in space and in a very mm-hmm. short period of time, right, to go from being so immersed in yeah. that negativity, that overwhelm, the little kid. I mean, there was so much going on. And just in that moment of seconds, really, where I just stopped, then the, there was a space created. It doesn't take a lot, you know? It no, really didn't. That's another, that's another big takeaway, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. It's just that one pause, that one pause, because all it takes yes. is to splice conditioned mind, and that's another thing we often hear in practice. That's uh-huh. why the voice is incessant, because if there's one mm-hmm. moment without it, yeah, the yeah. brilliance and spaciousness of reality shines through in that one you know, moment, I, yeah. in that one pause. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I was also aware that, um, look, I still, I've been in this practice for decades, many decades, and I still will compare myself to what I'll project and compare mm-hmm. myself, my practice to others and how I'm not doing this mm-hmm. and it's not as, and I'm still not doing that. And the humor to me almost is, it's such a, but I've been practicing. I've been here. I've stayed with it. Mm-hmm. I like to say through thick and thin. And that's really what was shown to me. Um, we don't know. And I, I, I did say this in, in something I wrote. We don't know until we're in the struggle and the suffering right. how practice will show itself and walk us through this suffering. We don't know. But if we're here for it, just like you were saying, if we can pause, and it does not Mm -hmm. have to take a long time. It doesn't always. This Mm -hmm. was obviously quite a profound experience. It doesn't always Mm -hmm. happen this way. But Mm -hmm. it shows it is there, that potential. that's the mystery. That's another thing I was thinking about, the mystery of, of this practice. We yeah. don't know, but yeah. we're, if we're available, you know, if we make ourselves here, if we allow ourselves to be here for it or for anything yeah. or for those moments, well, yeah. that's, 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 a good, that's a good deal because <laughs> it could happen. It is a good deal. And, and <laughs> there it is. Show up. Show up. Yes. Yeah. All yeah. we need is to show up, to show up, to show up. We don't need to make something happen. We don't need to feel a certain way about it. We don't need to, mm-hmm. I mean, often we don't notice the transformation. Right. We don't see it until yes. something like this happens. And then it's so profound what you're saying to realize it's been happening. The transformation has been happening that whole time. Yes. Despite yes. what the voices were screaming at and wanting to compare yes. you to this and that. And, <laughs> but it's been happening the whole time. You know, that is truly just such a key thing that has happened, you know, that I've, I've experienced as, and I see as a result of this. Something's been happening regardless of even what I haven't done, so to speak, and the criticisms yeah. and the comparing. Yes. Something yes. has been happening. And, you know, I, I have had experiences, this was very dramatic, but I've had similar experiences like this where I like to say, um, and I'll share with you one that just happened very recently. It's very quick, where I'm kind of just minding my own business. I have, you know, I'm not looking for anything to happen, quote, or I'm not uh-huh. even needing anything so much in the moment. Um, I, I'm one of those people who I can let the dishes pile up. I won't tell you for how long. I can just let the <laughs> dishes, and I would, and you know, eventually I will wash them. So it's kind of a weird. Why don't you do your dishes every every night? You know. And I, I was just about a month ago. I was standing by the sink, dishes in the sink, <clears throat> dishes on the counter, and I heard this voice say, "Why does doing the dishes have to be different than anything else?" Wow. And for me, wow. that was a moment, and it somehow wow. took away anything, because I wasn't even, I'm not, honestly, I don't even know what the deal is with me about not doing the dishes. Uh-huh. I don't even uh-huh. know. Uh-huh. And yet, when yeah. I heard that, it put doing dishes kind of in this neutral zone. Like, the, Bree, uh-huh. there's nothing to not like about doing dishes. There's nothing to like about washing the It's just, it's not different from anything else. 
And I started doing the dishes. It was a very different experience since then. You gotta love that mentor, Grace. You gotta <laughs> love that mentor with those messages. And that and that's yeah. it. That what happens to us over time is we can hear it. We can hear that support. Mm. We can hear that love oh, that's you. available to us. Oh gosh, that's lovely yeah. to say. That is yeah, that has a lot of meaning for me. And you know, I am aware that during almost a year now something did switch for me and I've just been, I've definitely started participating a lot more and I'm just doing, I'm just joining everything and you know, I'm signing up for everything because there are these thoughts, oh, I don't think I'll have the time. Um, oh, gee, I just did one thing. But there is some energy that I'm being propelled by something right now. I just mm-hmm. sign up. Uh, and that well, may well, it is. That, yeah. Go ahead, please. Sorry, go ahead. That may well what? Well, uh, may, that that perhaps, and I don't know, perhaps that has been influencing what you know, that experience sure. I'm, I'm talking about originally. I yes. don't know. But there is yes. that idea of it's, it's alive in us as we are, yes. keep going, as we do show up, as we yes. do participate as much as we can. There's something very, you know, it's, it's living. And then when I realize it's living me. Yes. Oh. And it's such a, it's such a um, poignant, such a beautiful experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very well said. Yeah, very poignant. And yeah, I agree. So, Thank you so much for being with us today to talk about it. Oh, it really is. And my, I my pleasure. You know, a pleasure for people to, to listen to it, to hear it. So thank you for speaking up and talking about it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's been with wonderful. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Bree. Go happy. Okay. Thanks. Gosh, so. And Michael, I'll turn it back over to you. Okay, it's kind of seamless, huh? Does it really feel like a different <laughs> good news is any different than the rest of the show? Yes. 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 It was it was a fabulous conversation. And I'm gonna restrain myself from <laughs> further comments. Right. And Thanks, I'll Michael. bring on the next Yes, sure. And I'll bring on the next caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, this is Helga in Charleston. Hi, Helga. Hello. Um, uh, That uh, conversation made me smile. Uh, You know, I had this, it, it, it just, uh, it just brought to life the fact, you know, that, like what she said, that this is a living teaching, that it comes, you know, from 2,000 years mm-hmm. ago and yeah. gets translated in these, you know, so-called mundane moments, but they are not mundane, yeah. you know, they're yeah. translated into mm-hmm. real life. Yeah. yeah it's, that's it's so it. Yeah. yeah. In these mundane moments, moments that, <clears throat> You know, usually we feel like, oh, I hate this, I don't want this, I wish this wasn't happening, whatever it is. Mm. And there's a huge transformation that happens in that moment. Yeah. And, and that's, a, that's a lovely piece that you just added to it, a tradition that's been handed down for thousands of years. Yeah, you know, and when you just said that, um, what occurred to me, it ties into what I was going to talk about, the, you know, the email class about aversion. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. attachment that, mm-hmm. you know, that the whole life is about aversions and attachments. And there is this aversion to doing the dishes, who knows why. Um, right. And that, you know, that controls somebody's life. Mm-hmm. And in that moment... Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's the let go of that aversion. That's the let go of, of that ego attachment yeah. to an aversion. Mm. You know, and that, that's it's it. so small, you know, but it's huge because yeah. it's like, you know, oh, it's like huge. If, you, if you can do that every moment, you know, that's how yeah. you, you know, how you disengage from, from the grip of ego. Yeah, that's a very helpful connection you just made. And the way you said it is so illustrative too because... That's it. It's 
the we think it's like oh, I hate dishes. I mean, who doesn't hate dishes? I mean, that's you know, let's just hate dishes. But what you said is that's how we're being controlled. Mm-hmm. And so to have that moment of seeing, oh my gosh, that's that's simply an aversion. And to have the, the gift of it drop away like that, and, you know, as, as Bree said, that perspective of, oh, this is no different than just anything else. We are. There's, it, it is, a, you know, little tiny content, but it's so profound on a process level. Yeah. Yeah, it's a moment of freedom. It's a moment of freedom. And as you say, once we see that as a process, letting go aversion, then that's we can start practicing that with everything. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I, I was, uh, you know, I was going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, that that email class. You know, that um, it's just <laughs> what I. Uh, there's, I mean, there's so many things that could be said about it, but you know what? I, what I realized is like in the end that, you know, aversion and attachment um, are both born out of fear. You know, they're they're yeah. um, they ego uh, an ego oriented life, um, yeah. and. Um, you know, and what I what I realized, you know, it's it's um, you know, it's like I then I have these conversations in my head, or ego starts these conversations about yeah, you know, I mean, you know, if if you don't know what you're averse to and what you like, it's like you know, you have no direction. It's like you know, how you how is your life gonna work out? It's like how do you orient yourself and all that, you know. But I I you know I thought that you know it's not so much about you know seeing aversion or attachment it's about the grasp that that has on my life and how it you know it controls it controls everything um, right right because so, why would yeah. we need to why would we need to know what we're averse to or what we're attached to or in in order to quote orient ourselves right it's kind of like what melissa was talking about we can just show up on in every moment and just be here with this moment. That only the ego process, that fear, is what introduces aversion or attachment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know. It's like it's uh, you know. It, it is. It's such a. Com- it's such a complete and utter uh, survival mechanism. Yes. You know. It comes out of survival. Yeah. I mean, if I don't know what I'm attached yeah. to, if I don't know what I'm averse to. You know what? What am I going to do? Life is going to steamroll right over me. It's like you know whatever the stories are about that. But um, and as we've heard on this call, it's the exact opposite. So it feels like yeah. survival because it's ego survival. So if we go back to the right. dishes example, I'm completely liberated from ego in that moment when the aversion to dishes drops away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I go way beyond survival. I move into, you know, what we were talking about with Jamie, the bliss of just, you know, being in the mind of meditation and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I... That, that's about that's about all I wanted to say is like I'm just really really enjoying the class and you know and, and reading all the um, all the write-ups of all the people it's just uh, it really you know it's like I as I said you know it's like I, I wrote something and that's just like one tiny little uh, aspect mm-hmm. of the whole thing and then I see all the different uh, uh, write-ups you know and they all have a different aspect of, of the same um, theme and it's just really it just creates this whole tapestry of um, of the machinations of ego you know that is really yeah. great <laughs> well and that takes us to what Bree was talking about right because the more you 
process with it. You're reading all the responses. You're, you know, you're seeing what you see about it and all that tapestry of what everyone else is seeing about it. No wonder you're getting so much out of it. No wonder what? No wonder you're getting so much out of the class. Yeah. Because that, it's that level of participation. You know, it's the, the more you give, the more you get kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and what I, what I realized is like you know, it's like right now it's this, and it's always it always comes back to, you know, um, practicing stepping back, you know, that one step back, mm-hmm. and yeah. and seeing something, you know, instead of being in it. Um, yeah. And you know, and I, I noticed that you know, it's it's it was I had a. I mean, it took me a while, you know, to uh, start to step back because I'm so, you know, I'm so in the process of aversion and uh, attachment, you know. So, it's, you know, it, it, takes, it takes me a little while to, um, to take that first step back and then things unravel from there. Wow. So that's a – so in other words – are you saying that when you fir- when we first started this class and you were looking at aversion and attachment, at first it was difficult for you to see it because it was so close. You weren't able to at first take that step back. Yeah, or you know, it's like it's like it's. I had my very when we started. My very first thought was, I have an aversion to attachment. That was my very first. Uh-huh. That was the very first thing that came uh-huh. into my head. You know, and then. You know, and then I start recording about it or, you know, and, and start, you know, looking at it and everything. And then kind of, you know, it's like, and then it, it goes into all these different directions, you know. But it's, um, yeah, because, you know, it's like, and then I, then I realize, well, that's also just a story in, in a way. You know, it's like it's true in some ways, but, it, you know, then I see all the attachments that I do have. I mean, don't take away my cup of coffee in the morning. Um, you know, right. so. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, it's just, it's just a great, pro- it's just a great process, you know. Of, uh, it is a great process, and that's part of yeah. why I wanted to draw you out, as you just said that, because that itself is really an amazing process to to stay with it in that way, you know, to stay with it and to have those layers peel back, and then to be willing to read all those responses, and then to see. It sounds like seeing yourself and and really yeah. um, resonating with each of those responses and and just that process of of staying with it and seeing those layers that will that gets us a lot in practice. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you and know. Uh, way, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Please go. Ahead. No, you go ahead. Definitely. No, I was just going to say, I mean, I think, you know, it's like what Brie was describing, you know, that, I mean, that to me, it's like, you know, it's like that, that what I, what I, what I'm practicing is um, this taking this step back instead of being like swallowed up by something, you uh-huh. know, always, you know, always taking that step back and, and looking. Yeah. Yes. And that's, that's really for me, that's the practice. And then, you know, when, yeah, you know when the uh, what do you call it? You know the the so, um, you know when when the, the when the going gets rough, um, you know when you and I feel like you know and I've, that's what I'm practicing and practicing and practicing. Then it, you know, then in those moments it it becomes easier to to remember that and do that. Yes, that is exactly what I was going to say, Helga. Too that that one process of whatever comes up to take to just to take that step back to not what keeps coming up as you're talking is we talk a lot in practice about not assuming that serves us so well so the first thing that comes up is x you know something really really hard happens or something amazing happens or i don't want to do the dishes or whatever it is to have that training to take that step back as both you and Brie were describing, and I mean, Karen started out with it, you know, that is huge. That will serve us everywhere all the time. If we had that one skill, that one ability, that's really everything. That's all we need 
is just to be able to take that one step back and to look. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you, Helga. Thanks. Appreciate you calling night. in tonight. Good night. Okay. Good night. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Helga. And Jen, that brings us to the top of the hour and another fabulous show. Indeed. Thank you, Michael. Yes. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, everyone. And go happy. Go happy.